But everyone, it's Nina. Doc and I are taking a break this week, but did not want you to stay hanging and miss us too much. So for today, we're going to present our first mini-sode. That just means some short content where one of us reads off a recommendation, an announcement, or just has some fun. So for the first mini-sode, I'll be reading an excerpt from The Romance of Tristan and Hizolt by Joseph Bédier which you can find for free in multiple formats at Project Gutenberg. We'll have a link in our show notes. Tristan N. Isolt, as you know, was the precursor to epic courtly romances, predating Guinevere and Lancelot, even. And Doc and I will most likely talk about it in an upcoming episode. It was even made into a movie in the mid-2000s starring James Franco. So if it sounds familiar, that's probably why. It's a lovely tragedy, so of course you should read it. So, without further ado... I give you Tristan and Isolt. Recorded in our Nerdhaven studios, this is Pop Medieval, with your hosts Dr. Richard Scott Noakes and Nina McIntyre, discussing the intersection of medieval literature and pop culture on a semi-weekly basis. And now, back to your podcast. There came Gorvanal, noiseless, the dead man's head in his hands, that he might lift his master's heart at his awakening. He hung it by its hair outside the hut, and the leaves garlanded it about. Tristan woke and saw it, half hidden in the leaves, and staring at him as he gazed, and he became afraid. But Gorvanal said, Fear not, he is dead. I killed him with his sword. Then Tristan was glad, and henceforward from that day no one dared enter the wild wood, for terror guarded it, and the lovers were lords of it all. And then it was that Tristan fashioned his bow, Fail Not, which struck home always, man or beast, whatever it aimed at. My lords, upon a summer day, when mowing is a little after Whitsuntide, as the birds sang dawn, Tristan left his hut and girt his sword on him, and took his bow, Fail Not, and went off to hunt in the wood. But before evening, great evil was to fall on him, for no lovers ever loved so much or paid their love so dear. When Tristan came back, broken by the heap, the queen said, Friend, where have you been? Hunting a heart, he said, that wearied me. I would lie down and sleep. So she lay down, and he and between them Tristan put his naked sword. And on the queen's finger was that ring of gold with emeralds sat therein, which Mark had given her on her bridal day. But her hand was so wasted that the ring hardly held. And no wind blew, and no leaves stirred, but through a crevice in the branches a sunbeam fell upon the face of Isolt, and it showed wine like ice. Now, a woodman found in a wood, a place where the leaves were crushed, where the lovers had halted and slept. And he followed their track and found the hut and saw them sleeping and fled off, fearing the terrible awakening of that lord. He fled to Tintagel, and going up the stairs of the palace, he found the king as he held his pleas in the hall amid the vassals assembled. Friend, said the king, what came you hither to seek in haste and breathless? like a huntsman that has filed the dogs afoot. Have you some wrong to right, 
or has any man driven you? But the woodman took him aside and said low down, I have seen the queen and Tristan, and I feared and fled. Where saw you them? In a hut in Moroi. They slept side by side. Come swiftly and take your vengeance. Go, said the king, and await me at the forest edge where the red cross stands and tell no man what you have seen. You shall have gold and silver at your will. The king had saddled his horse and girt his sword and left the city alone. And as he rode alone, he minded him of the night when he had seen Tristan under the great pine tree and Isolt with her clear face. And he thought, If I find them, I will avenge this awful wrong. At the foot of the Red Cross, he came to the woodman and said, Go first, and lead me straight and quickly. The dark shade of the great trees wrapped them round, and as the king followed the spy, he felt his sword and trusted it for the great blows it had struck of old. And surely had Tristan wakened, one of the two had stayed there dead. Then the woodman said, King, we are near. He held the stirrup and tied the rein to a green apple tree and saw in a sunlit glade the hut with its flowers and leaves. Then the king cast his cloak with its fine buckle of gold and drew his sword from its sheath and said again in his heart that they or he should die. And he signed to the woodman to be gone. He came alone into the hut, sword bare, and watched them as they lay. But he saw that they were apart. And he wondered, because between them was the naked blade. Then he said to himself, My God, I may not kill them. For all the time they have lived together in this wood, these two lovers, yet is the sword here between them, and throughout Christendom men know that sign. Therefore I will not slay, for that would be treason and wrong. But I will do so that when they wake they may know that I have found them here, asleep, and spared them, and that God had pity on both of them. And still the sunbeam fell upon the white face of Isolde, and the king took his ermine gloves and put them against the crevice whence it shone. Then in her sleep a vision came to Isolde. She seemed to be in a great wood, and two lions near her fought for her. And she gave a great cry and woke, and the gloves fell upon her breast, and at the cry Tristan woke and made to seize his sword, and saw by the golden hilt that it was the king's. And the queen saw on her finger the king's ring, and she cried, Oh, my lord, the king has found us here. And Tristan said, He has taken my sword. He was alone, but he will return, and will burn us before the people. Let us fly. So, by great marches with Gorvanal alone, they fled toward Wales. That was The Romance of Tristan and Isolde by Joseph Badier. So, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. West Hall, everyone. 
Pop Medieval was recorded in our Nerd Given studios. Your hosts are Dr. Richard Scott Noakes and Nina McNamara. Our audio engineer is Engineer Mike. Our music is courtesy of Dr. John Jenry. For more information, visit our website at profawesome.com slash popmedieval. That's P-R-O-F-A-W-E-S-O-M-E dot com slash popmedieval. Thank you for listening.